Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. We are super blessed that you can join us here on Shouts of Grace Radio. Um, If you are a first-time listener, we want to say welcome um, and let you know that we have about two and a half years worth of episodes, um, past episodes that you can go back and listen to on a whole range of topics um, as we cover uh, different things happening in life, different things in the scripture from a biblical worldview. Um, and uh, we invite you to go to shoutsofgraceradio.com and there you can um, you can catch up. I think there's about 150 episodes or so. And so have fun on that. And, um, you know, you can get up to date and where we're at. And, and, um, and for those of you that are returning, listeners, we want to say welcome back and thank you for your support. And as always, we want to give a shout out to Key Radio for the use of their studios um, here in Provo, Utah. And for those of you that that are aware, you know that that here at um, Shouts of Grace, we we basically bring guests on from uh, pastors from different uh, parts of the country, um, friends of mine that I know that, that are just um, are, are a blessing to the body and, and, and come uh, with a whole uh, just a host of of different um, outlooks and 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 so one of the things that we do is we go through God's word on on any subject and so today's no different. I have a a, a guest um, on on the phone um, calling in from Southern California, one of my dearest friends and uh, a frequent guest on the show, Pastor Bill Buffington from Calvary Chapel Inglewood. What is up, my man? Hey, what's going on, brother? How you doing, Pastor Steve? Good. I just I just I I, I woke you up. <laughs> You were sleeping in, so um, I was, I was, it was a Monday slumber. <laughs> good, man. That's nice. Well, thanks, thanks for being on here, Bill. Uh, I know you've been on the you've been on the show a lot in the past, and um, you know we've got we've got some people, particularly here, here in studio, that that really enjoy um, having you on. And I think primarily because you know one of the things that I I think we connect really well with is you know we come from uh, different backgrounds and maybe even some different outlooks on life, but I think our unity and just our families and our daughters as well as man we just we just love the word of God and we don't go beyond that. And so I think you've, you've demonstrated, man, that, that, that really is our unity, you know? Amen. But I've I've been, I've been grateful for that for, for all these years, man, Uh, the, the rich and deep friendships that we can have, like you said, with people from different backgrounds, different, uh, different opinions on other things, but that have committed to that Jesus is the Lord and his word is the authority um, that that's enough to unite us on everything that matters. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's sweet when we come out there and able to hang out with, with your daughter and, and mine. And we had a, a great breakfast a few months back, but anyway, um, Bill, what I want to do today is I, I want to talk about something that's, that's, it's, it's become really dear to my heart. It's something that, um, I, I see there's a great need for, um, in the church today and just talking about, uh, pastors and what a pastor is and faithful pastors, you know, as I'm, as I'm looking at a very polarized world, particularly a nation, I, I, I see a lot of times people take the stand or should take, or I say, take the pulpit and, and they advocate for things that aren't 
really helpful when it comes to expanding God's kingdom. They're, they might be informational, but but I almost feel like a lot of times that, that side of what a pastor is and what we're supposed to do is lost sight of. And consequently, you know, we've got a, a huge thing that's sweeping through our, 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 our world or our country again today, this idea of progressive Christianity and just, just where, where pastors just, they seem to stop doing what pastors are supposed to do. And so what I want to do on the show today is talk uh, to our listeners about about what a pastor does, what what is his purpose, and what a good pastor looks like, and 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 how a person can find or what they should look for in a pastor or in a church that they want to belong to. And so so kick us off with just a basic a basic you know kind of understanding what what is a pastor and what is his role in this thing called the church. Yeah, I kind of do you know two, kind of a, a split in half, right? I look at the the qualifications for a pastor overseer over in first uh, Timothy chapter three, verses one through seven, this is the kind of guy God says should be in the position. So a lot of times the things that we see that, um, you know, we're kind of shocked by, you can kind of look at this list and say, man, there's some of these things that are, that are a myth or that are missing. And then I like to look at first Peter five, where, you know, Peter goes in and exhorts the pastors, and then seems like he's more touching on this is the heart of the shepherd. Here's the here's the here's the kind of guy God says he's got to be. Peter kind of lays out, and here here's some of the character. Uh, this, this is the this is the heart of that kind of man. So um, if, if we look at the the, the listing in First Timothy, you know, it starts off. You know, it says if, if a man desires a position of a bishop or pastor, he desires a good work, and then it goes on the list, you know, what he must be. And I, I think some of what, what I see is the standards that God has given when men don't hold men to God's standards, we end up with guys filling pulpits that, like we've seen, um, <clears throat> that aren't serving God's people in the way that, that, that we believe, I believe God would want, you know? Mm. So... Um, the first thing here, he must be blameless. You know, this is a guy who, um, you know, you can't make accusations that stick. This is a guy that is walking upright. Um, this is this is a general path of his life. Um, he's the husband of one wife. Guy's faithful to his wife. Um, these should be basic. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it is out there in Utah, man. But out here in LA, um, <laughs> we got guys pastoring that are. I mean, I, I kid you not. There's a guy right up my block who's pastoring. Um, he's with the same wife, but if you can imagine a man having children in the congregation that are not from his wife and people still come, wow. um, I mean, there, there's his wife and his kids, there's the other woman and her kid, and they're all there together. How does that, how, how does that happen? How, how, how do you get, how does that allowed, I guess, in the church? It's, it's an unhealthy church culture. So in, in, in a lot of, uh, this is, this is, this is in particular in a lot of black church culture, uh, the pastor's like Superman. Um, he can do no wrong. He's the man of God. He, you know, he's been there for you. And so, um, his flaws are quickly overlooked. These guys don't even sit down. Uh, they get caught in these, these things and they just say, you know what? All right. Um, Hey, I made a mistake. You guys all make mistakes. And so, um, God has forgiven me. I'm going to move forward. And people just accept that. And I think that it works here because people will continue to go. Mm. If everybody held him to God's standard and said, we're not going to sit under a man that's living like that, it would end immediately. So sometimes it's the sheep 
that haven't necessarily, you know, they're in churches that aren't teaching the word. Uh, mm. They're in churches that are not elevating Christ. They're elevating a man. And so um, people are willing to endure some things that if they understood scripture right, they, they probably wouldn't. Hmm. So so then I then I have a question on this because as you're going through this in First Timothy three, it talks about you know this this is what a, a pastor must be the husband of one wife right sober minded self controlled respectable hospitable able to teach not a drunkard not violent but gentle not quarrelsome I mean I, I look at these Bill in every one of these areas I have failed at some point. Right. So so is this saying that 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 the pastor can't can't fail in any one of these things or is it is it talking about something deeper? Yeah, it's 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 not saying that you can't ever have uh you know you know, ever if you ever have a temper tantrum, if you ever have a blowout one time ever, you're out. I don't think it means that. I think this is speaking of his character. This yeah. is the kind of man that that he is. This is how he how he conducts himself in general. And so um, if you're in general an argumentative, quarrelsome, testy guy, you probably shouldn't be in a pulpit, you know, yeah. it's not a, yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. Who, who, who hasn't blown it in, in some of these things? Um, yeah, but it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't characterize the man. So, so then when, when you talk about the character of a pastor, then, then, then this is what we look at and, and what kind of, um, you know, comes, comes through, through relationship and through time. So for instance, if you were going to pick, um, if you were considering somebody to come on staff at your church or you wanted them to be, come like a youth pastor or some sort of, you know, lay, lay pastor or care pastor, this isn't something that you would just, somebody new comes to your church and they just, they shoot out of the gate and they're like, man, this person's amazing. And you just pick them. This is something that you got to kind of watch then is what I'm understanding. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give time to observe a person because you can't know someone's character uh, overnight, you know, you you can see someone's gifting really quickly, but you, you can't find out character, mm. you know, overnight. And so, you know, he said that there, you know, not a novice, at least being puffed up, you know, he'd be he fall into the same pride and condemnation as the devil. And so, there has to be time given to observe these people, um, you know, and I, everywhere. I want to observe them. How how do you hang out? How do you deal with people in the body? How do you treat your family? How do you treat your kids? You know. Mm. Um, you know, someone that's going to be an authority, how do you treat those that are under your authority right now? You know, are you, are you loving and caring for your wife and children? You know, are you mm. gracious and patient? You know, uh, mm. I, I want to see all of those things. I'm, I'm gonna, I want to see just, just, just have him hang out and, and get to look at how he handles things. And as a, as a general, as a general rule, you know, what's this guy's character like? Yeah, and and I, I think that's wise too. And scripture even tells us right in First Timothy five, it says, you know, that some men's sins are clearly evident preceding them to judgment, but others come later. And so there there's sometimes you can look at a person's life and it's and you just and you realize, okay, judgment's coming at some point to this fool, right? It's like it's like there's just no way because their sins are clearly evident. But then there are sometimes when you you're right, you just you gotta be patient and wait because some men's sins are revealed over time as as they interact with you in the church. So 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 if that's if that's what a person if or if that's what a pastor 
is as far as his character, what would you say a pastor does? What What is his most important function? And the, and the reason I think that's important is because I think a lot of times, you know, people look at pastors as kind of community leaders. And, and that's, you know, my, my, my thing is to just bring peace with people. And I want to be a reconciler. And I'm just kind of the middle person. And, you know, and I think sometimes the, the function of a pastor, what has God called you to do? So, so what do they do that's most important? I would say primarily the job of the pastor is to feed the sheep the Word of God and to care for the needs of God's people. So we're, we're, we're feeding and we're tending, you know, we're, and we're feeding them God's Word. I think that's a primary thing because the goal of a, a pastor, I'm bringing people to Jesus. I'm, I want to see them grow in their relationship with God, and that's going to come through the teaching of the Word. Um, but also there's a care aspect of pastoring where we care for people and we're, we're available to them at, at difficult times and we're, we're there to pray for people or walk them through death and so forth and so on. So feeding and tending um, God's people, I think, are, are, are primary. Hmm. So, um, so, so let me, let's do this on the, I want to, I want to dive into that a little bit on the other side of the break. Um, because I think those are two key things that if a person's looking for a church or looking for a pastor that they can put themselves under and even what that means, um, I, I think those are two things that are really, really important. Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. I'm on the phone with a good friend of mine, Pastor Bill Buffington from Calvary Chapel, Inglewood, California. And before the break, Bill, we were just talking about what a pastor is, and you you, you had pointed us to 1 Timothy 3, just talking about their character, but then we kind of transitioned into what a pastor does. And you were talking about their primary goals are, or their primary responsibilities are to feed and to tend or to care for the sheep. Um, first Tim or second Timothy chapter four, verse one, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge, the living and the dead. And by his appearing and his kingdom, I charge you preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, repute, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And, and, and I look at pastors and I think sometimes, um, sometimes pastors want to be cheerleaders, right? They, they, they really want to have given inspirational thing and just grab the emotions of people and lift them up. So everyone's excited and cheering and pumped. And then they walk outside the church and it has no impact on them as far as how they're going to treat their spouse or how they're going to live in their workplace or how they're going to interact with their kids or anything. And so so I think what you said before the break is key, that we need to feed the sheep, right? Preach the word. Um, Bill, this is a one that's dear to both of our hearts because we understand that that emotions can take you so far and it's not very far, and then you're left right. with what's in the tank. So talk about the importance of feeding people God's word as a pastor and not your opinion and not the 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 social, you know, thing of the day and getting people, but feeding them the word. Yeah, I, I think um I definitely see a lot of this where guys are jumping on, you know, the the hot topic of the the hour sort of thing. And um and that changes so rapidly 
Um, it, it just, to me, it seemed a shame that the, the church would be guided by the pace of the world. You know, whatever's going on in the world is what we're going to be talking about, where God has given us his whole counsel. Um, I think I forgot who said this. It takes a whole Bible to make a whole Christian, you know, but we, we want to take people through the Bible and teach them through. I've been amazed at times, uh, Pastor Stevens, I've talked through sections of scripture that I, I wasn't necessarily excited to go through, but it's there, it's in God's word. And mm. so we're, we went through it. And it ended up being one of the richest places where there are things that God was dealing with or revealing or, or drawing out. And so, you know, as a pastor, it's not, you know, we're not teaching a social message. We're not teaching, you know, uh, hot topics. Uh, we're just taking them through God's word. It's already there. Um, and so we, we walk people through what, what God has said with the goal that they would know God, mm. that they would know his will, that they would know what he desires. And that's going to be the thing that carries them. You know, the, the, the more every time we study the Bible, we're, we're, we're learning. We should be learning something about him, um, what he desires, what he's done for us, um, mm. what pleases him, what grieves his heart, you know. And so, you know, we're, we're putting people in touch through the teaching of the word, the faithful teaching of the word. We're we're helping them to know him better, that they might be pleasing to him, that they might walk more intimately with him. Um, and so if, to jump off of that off of that and just run with some social thing or some hot topic that, like you said, it may be exciting for the moment, but it won't feed a soul. It won't, um, it's not going to be spiritual food for them. You know, mm. it, it may be exciting. It may be, uh, it may be even what they want, you know, but the Bible tells us to be careful about that, that the time is going to come when people won't endure sound doctrine, but instead they're going to heat together those that are going to itch their, tickle their ears. And so, mm. Um, that we can't be led by the people uh, with what we teach. We have to be directed by God. And, and so with that, it's like, God, you gave us the book and we're going to take people through it. Yeah. And, 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 and I love going through it, you know, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, precept upon precept, because what happens is, is you don't, you don't, you're, you're not allowed as a pastor to jump on your hobby horse, right. And start feeding the people right. things that just kind of, you know, fit you. You're going through the word. I mean, I think we, we just landed in uh first Peter chapter two, um, a couple weekends ago in verse 13, it was a hard passage to teach because of the environment with they're in and with that, that we're in. And when it says be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it's for the emperor supreme to governors sent by him to punish those who do evil and, and praise those who do good for this is the will of God. And, and, and so, you know, trying to, trying to teach to a bunch of conservatives, look, you need to be law abiding <laughs> citizens, man. Like, like even when, right. even when something happens that violates ultimately your politics, we're not to be quiet, right? I mean, Jesus said, we're the light of the world. We don't put our light underneath a bowl. We put it on a stand for all to see. But if you look at scripture, people of faith interacted with with royalty and still Jesus would say would say of him when he was reviled he didn't revile in return he didn't threaten in return but he committed it to God who judges righteously and so trying to teach through a passage to tell people look you can be a voice I mean Christians are never supposed to sit back passively while evil prevails but at the end of the day if you're a light and people want to want to turn you know put put you down you you, you don't take up arms you know, we, we, we don't take up arms and overthrow the government in, in, in that sense. I mean, think of Jesus's followers for goodness sake. They have palm branches, man. Like they weren't going to they weren't going to overthrow Rome. So so there, it's it's a, there, there's a tension there that when we have a, a culture like we do, we still have to be faithful to teach God's word and just trust that God's going to direct it and not be tempted to 
to turn down the volume of it because it might be offensive and and it's hard. I don't care what context you come from, you know? So, so you're right. I think, I think feeding people what God's word says and not, and not what our particular, you know, um, position is, is important. Um, one of the other things you said is a pastor's job is to care, right? Is to, or is to tend to the flock. In Ezekiel 34, when God, God woes the shepherds of Israel, he says some things that are interesting. He says, um, in Ezekiel 34, 3, you eat the fat, you clothe yourself with the wool, you slaughter the fat ones, and you don't feed the sheep. The weak you haven't strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, you lo- the, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them so they were scattered. And then he goes on to talk about alt- multiple times, eight, ten times, they're my sheep and they've wandered over the hills. They're my sheep and they've been scattered by you. And then he basically tells them, he goes, look, I'm going to tend to my sheep and I'm going to appoint shepherds that that will have my heart to tend to my sheep. And I think one of the hardest things, Bill, is for pastors to remember, they're not your sheep. You didn't die for them. Talk about what it means to tend to the sheep and treat them like they're gods and not yours. Man, that is so, so true. And um, if I could uh, tell on myself, man, um, early on when we started as a church, our church started as a men's, a men's home Bible study with a bunch of guys I, I grew up with. And um I was finding some of these guys to be more emotional than um, than I'm used to guys being. And so I was kind of rough on some of these guys, you know, and I was, you know, just kind of like, you man up, bro, you're a guy, man. Like, you know, and I did that for a while and I was hard on a few of these guys and uh, the Lord just busted me in that he reminded me, when he said, Bill, you've made yourself the standard, right? Mm. You're not that way. Uh, but these guys come from you know different backgrounds. Some of these guys are raised by moms only and grandmoms and stuff like that. It's like they that's not going to change. That's who they are. Mm. But I still love them. And so you made yourself the standard. And the the, the thing that he that rang in my ears was these are they're mine, bro. These are my sheep, and I love them. Mm. And I want to I, I want to minister to them. And you're pushing them away. Wow. And so I had to come off of that and just say, you know what? These these, these I got to love these guys right where they're at, and I got to lay that down. I had to repent of that and. That was one of that was just one one time, man. But um, you know, often reminded that yeah, these are not mine; they're God's. And I would liken it to this, bro. When you you know you've ever taken a child to children's ministry or nursery at church. I remember I, I got a picture of our daughters in, in car seats together, you know. <laughs> but imagine dropping them off, and this that's very much still your child but you left them in the care of someone that you trusted. Wow. And, um, you know, we had an expectation when we came back that they'd been cared for and spoken to gently and mm. cleaned if they made a mess, you know? And if we found out that it were otherwise, it would have been very upsetting to us because that's, yeah. that's my daughter. Um, and so God is, you know, literally he's entrusted us with uh, something very precious to him, his, his kids, his children, his Amen. children. And he said, like, I'm, I've been, I'm, I'm entrusting them to you. I've called you to be a shepherd, uh, under shepherd. I want you to feed them and nurture them and love them and care for them. And, but they're mine. Wow. And, and I'm watching everything you do. And, and you're giving an account to me for how you do it. Uh, I, I think we have to keep that in mind. There has to be some fear of God and how we handle, manage, and deal with Amen. God's sheep. Yeah. Um, and never, never treating it like they're ours or we possess them. Um, because they're, they're not ours. And we're, we should be very clear on that. They belong to him. 
And it should be our privilege to love on his sheep and care for them in his name. Amen. And, and that's actually what he says at the beginning of Ezekiel 34. Part of the condemnation is you fed yourself when you should have been feeding them. You took advantage of your position rather than, you know, tending to my sheep. Bill, Bill we're, at a, we're almost out of time for today. Uh, man, I want to thank you for, for, for being on. I, I, you know, I've, I've had a chance to see you over the years, and I got to tell you, you know, of, of all the people, and I'm not just saying this, of all the people that I know, you know, you have so much integrity and so much of 1 Timothy 3, even though you're a miserable, rotten sinner, just like me, um, you have displayed the character of, of a great pastor. And so, man, um, I, I hope people in, in, in your church, I know people in your church will be blessed by you. But um, God bless you, brother, and thanks for being on, man. Hey, God bless you, too. Love you, bro. All right. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.